Audio presents this unabridged recording of The Vanished, written by Celia Rees and read by Shirley Bartholomew. The dedication reads, For all my Coventry students, in thanks for the stories they told. Chapter 1 Tunnels and culverts, storm drains and mine workings, caves and quarries, underground entrances of every kind, opening like jaws. One after another he pinned the photographs onto the board. Danger and keep-out signs swung above black gaps in the ground, the only indication of open shafts dropping hundreds of feet down. Flotsam and jetsam, a white plastic bag, an item of clothing, a child's toy bloated and bleached by long immersion, caught like fragments of food in iron-spiked moors. Now they had been caught by the camera, hanging forever above the oily flow of the black river water. Jake Saunders pushed his glasses up his nose and then moved the shot of a vast concrete pipe and put it next to the tunnel which took the runoff from the Brideswell pool. The squat archway, old and stone-built, had always reminded him of Traitor's Gate on the River Thames. He particularly valued that one. He had nearly fallen into the lake trying to get it, his foot slipping into the dark grey water. For a moment, back then, with licks of white mist curling around him, it felt as if something was actually pulling him. He shook his head now, dismissing it. He'd just been in danger of making a prat of himself in front of the early morning fisherman. Jake stood back to survey his work, skinny arms folded. They were excellent photographs. He had done a brilliant job. Except he had no idea why he had taken them. They really are good. He turned to the voice behind him. It was Cassie Johnson. She was a year older than him, in the sixth form, and very pretty. Tall and slim, blonde hair cropped short. She was editor of the school newspaper. He looked away from the blue eyes smiling into his and felt himself blushing, uncertain whether it was because of her praise or her close proximity. Thanks, he replied, modest as ever, but his talent was not at issue. I thought you were on exam leave, she said, leaning past him for a closer look. What are you doing here? Came in to print these. When did you take them? Early Sunday morning, just after dawn. She nodded. That would account for the wisps of mist and eerie pearly light. They were fascinating studies, sinister and beautiful at the same time. He had that ability to find something extra in the mundane and ordinary. Nice colour effects. Cassie pointed to the biggest tunnel. A splash of bright pink stood out against the matte black and shiny dark green. She leaned in closer. It looked as though a cardigan or something had got caught in the teeth of a wide-open, slime-bearded mouth, twice as tall as a man. I'm thinking of calling them Underworlds. What do you think? Yeah, good title. If you looked at them long enough, you could think an Underworld, a series of them even, really did exist. I want to do some research based around them, maybe work them up for an exhibition. What do you reckon? Um, interesting. Cassie nodded. Jake's projects were often ambitious and weird, a little off the wall, but he certainly had good ideas. What made you think of it? Jake put his hands up 
a search me gesture. Just woke up, grabbed the camera, and off I went. Must have had a dream or something. Must have been some dream to make you bike it all over the city. Cassie looked at him, curious. What was it about? I don't remember. He shook his head, as if the last rag of it was leaving him. I don't think it was a good one, though. Um, no. Cassie found it hard to disagree. You could almost smell the river water, the musty decay of enclosed spaces. Since you're in, she said, looking at her watch, do you think you can make the editorial meeting? My office, twelve o'clock. Jake nodded, absently, his attention straying back to the images in front of him. Cassie still had a million things to do.